Welcome, everybody, to the episode 88 Hangover episode. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Today's Hangover episode is going to be about the Bioshock Infinite ending. Um, <clears throat> we all beat it fairly quickly after the game came out, and the the ending deserves some uh, some discussion. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna do for this Hangover episode. Obviously, this episode contains a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't played the game and plan on doing so, um, you know you should probably wait until after you beat Bioshock Infinite before you listen to this. Um, if you don't care, obviously. You know, no big deal. Um, but we will be sort of spoiling the ending and giving some some things that we've come up with, both ourselves and then uh, some things we've read on, on the internets about the ending of the game. So, I mean, first I guess we can, we can start by saying uh, the game kind of, as Corey said in our Bioshock Infinite episode, the game kind of thinks it, that or makes you think that you're you're going one way with the game, but then kind of... I don't even want to say throws a curveball. It's like it goes in a completely different direction than you would expect. Um, at least, sort of, at yeah, least from my it abandons my, all that stuff that it sort of sets up at the beginning. Exactly. When I when we did the episode, I had only been about halfway through the game, um, so I, I kind of didn't understand what Corey meant by by saying that. But um, definitely, uh, shortly after that is when all that stuff sort starts to sort itself out, and the game kind of goes in a completely different direction. So. It changes from the focus on the civil war that's happening on Columbia to more about Elizabeth and quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, at the at the very basic level, um, it's it's it, it's more about her and her her relationship to to Booker, which you know at the beginning of the game you kind of don't feel like there is one other than she, you know she's your mark for 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 whatever reason so um paying off your debt yeah yeah to pay to pay off your your debt but what what ends up happening is you i don't even know how it how it gets set up but um is it when you're when you finally make it to comstock he he kind of alludes to the fact that uh booker and 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 elizabeth know each other on a on a like a different level than you would expect well comstock uh tells booker that uh, or he asks you to tell Elizabeth what you did to her finger. Oh, that's right. And that's that's kind of where everything starts to um, that's right come together. Yeah, um, because she has the the shortened pinky with the thimble on it. Yep, which uh, is adorable. <laughs> it is. It is kind of adorable. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, and and Booker's completely baffled by what you know what he means by that, and ends up drown, drowning him in the in the little uh, what is it baptismal water tray tray there he he drowns comstock in it which Which is a pretty intense uh, moment i i originally did right off the bat and then i thought oh maybe i can avoid killing him right in uh that was the only time i i restarted okay i kind of felt bad after i did it because elizabeth doesn't really want you to kill him she wants she wants answers from him so she doesn't want to kill him but and i i did feel bad but i just i just kind of continued on trudged on with the game and then from there, she kind of walks you through uh, the multiverse. Yeah. Um, For lack of a better word. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's 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 hard to explain the the multiverse the multiverse if you haven't haven't heard of it yet. It's kind of like uh, uh, you know every decision you make. Um, uh, you know, at the very ba- very most basic level, it's kind of every decision you make 
if you, uh, you know, uh, what are we going to use? Uh, say I decide to go to the store right now and get a gallon of milk instead of recording. Well, that's a different universe. Um, and then in this universe we're, we're recording. So, you know, it, it, there's endless amounts of universes all kind of happening simultaneously where different decisions are made by different people. So, you know. Um, she kind of explains that to you and explains that there's an infinite number of possibilities. Yeah. And this is all more drawn out cinematically. Right. It, it's, a, it's a slower lead up to it, but, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you probably beat the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, know a little bit what we're talking about. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too too into all that, but what, what ends up happening is um, at the ending, you're it, – and it's kind of uh, – <laughs> it's uh, – I, like I didn't realize I was playing the end of the game. At first I was telling Corey this. I didn't realize until about halfway through the ending sequence that I was, like, playing the end of the game. Because, like I said, it, 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 what's that? I've heard that from a lot of people. I, I don't know. I, it, as soon as I killed uh, Comstock, I kind of knew it was over. I don't. I don't know. But I, I did hear that from a lot of people that they, they didn't realize it was the end of the game. Well, the, after you, after you end up killing Comstock, you go outside, and you you know that you do that battle where you're holding off the Vox and and killing the the Vox. It, that was very hard. It actually took me. Uh, it took me tw- two times to get it. The first time, I I didn't know what was going on, and then I finally figured out the the mechanics of it and and was able to do it. it took um, me like half a day to do it, and that's kind of like the the climax, right, yeah. of the game, at least as far as the battles go. And uh, after that, what happens? There? Oh, the then uh, after that happens, the the songbird is coming to attack you, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, uh, I wouldn't use the word attack. I would use it, protect Elizabeth. Yeah, because yeah. pr- pr- you, you drop the whistle. That's right, and it's probably coming after Booker. Mm-hmm. I would think. Um, and is that that Elizabeth teleports you right then, right? Correct. To right as he's swooping in on you, she opens up a tear. <clears throat> opens up a tear. Yeah, and you, Elizabeth, and Songbird enter this tear into a different universe. Okay. Which ends up being Rapture, Rapture from the original Bioshock and Bioshock Two. Now Corey had said, you know, because I, I had answered the question that you don't really need to play um, Bioshock One or Two to understand the third, which is true for the most part. Uh, but if you hadn't played those games, you probably wouldn't know you were in Rapture um, from the first two games. That you know that brief cinematic part, you know. Yeah, um, which. I'm when I was in when I turned around and re, like there's the it, it's it's the spot that you arrive in the first Bioshock right yeah it's it's the yeah the opening opening it has spot the, the sign with the plasmids and yep. I was like oh my god yeah this is amazing what is this so now, I had a question for you guys though yeah go ahead did anybody feel bad when they ended up killing Songbird in the uh, water pressure yeah I felt very bad for Songbird I, I felt horrible. Corey. Yeah, I felt bad, but Elizabeth made it okay. Right. <laughs> she put out her hand and told him to it's all over now or something like that and then he died. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wish I had gotten a better explanation on what Songbird actually was. Yeah, that was the only thing for me in the game that I didn't it was, I didn't it was know her, what he was. It was her guardian. Like it was li- like a big daddy in from the first games. Exactly, yeah. and that's we talked, like you said, Dan, you, you don't necessarily need to play the first Bioshock, but 
Uh, if you do, your your understanding and appreciation for this game story, I think, is enhanced. Yeah, in a lot definitely. Of ways, just because there are so many parallels between the both games. Right. And Elizabeth actually says, um, as she's walking you through these multiverses, she says, "Always a city, always a man," and and there's just so many parallels between each. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, what ends up happening, the relationship that Comstock is referring to between um, Elizabeth and Booker is that you guys are gonna have to help me with this. I finished the game very, very early in the morning on Easter. Um, so it, I think it was like three o'clock in the morning when I finally finished the game. So some of the details are a little bit fuzzy. I am going to play through it again. Um, just so I pick up on some stuff that I, I no doubt missed before. Um, so, so what, what end up happening is, um, Comstock is, uh, where, I don't even know where to start. Comstock. Comstock, the the creator of Columbia. Go ahead. To throw it out there, it turns out that Comstock and Booker are the same person. Okay, there you go. And what happens is at Wounded Knee, which there's a lot of references to Wounded Knee, um, after Booker DeWitt was at Wounded Knee, there was a baptism afterwards. And in Booker's universe, the Booker that we know, he refused the baptism and Uh became a somewhat disgruntled, a uh, debt-ridden man who had a wife who died at childbirth, um, and Anna was his daughter. Uh-huh. So, the in 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 the other universes, he accepts that baptism at Wounded and becomes Comstock, mm-hmm. this sort of extreme religious dictator, <clears throat> because he believes in this idea of extreme redemption. And Elizabeth doesn't really explain all of this to Booker. She 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 knows it, but she kind of wants to lead to guide him to that answer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it come when Booker finally realizes that he is both Comstock um, and himself. He decides that needs they need to destroy Comstock. Right. And the only way to do that is to go back to that root that that time when he made the decision to go through with the baptism or not. And when they go back there, uh, the Elizabeths from many different universes all show up and uh, drown Booker because it's the the only true way to kill Comstock. Right. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. And there's a little bit more backstory. I mean, there's so much story in this game, it's kind of hard to... It's very hard to explain. ...summarize without writing it out first. But the story opens... um, with the game telling you that if you get the girl, you can wipe away your debt. And like I said, Booker, the Booker who refused the baptism, is this, he's full of debt, and the only way his debt can be forgiven is if he gives up his daughter. And through a vignette, a few short scenes, we see that the Lutesses, that the male Lutess is the one that asks for Booker's daughter, Anna, and he gives it to him. And then we see that Booker later regrets his decision, races out to meet Lutess in an alleyway. Uh, Lutess is holding Anna. And Comstock's holding uh, holding Anna. Anna. Yeah, Yeah, and Comstock is also there. um, And they are entering a tear to go back to Comstock's universe. 
And in the process of doing so, there's a little bit of a tussle, and, and Bunker grabs Comstock, and, and they're fighting, and, and they eventually go through the tear. Booker stays in his universe. Anna, Anna, as a baby, reaches out her hand, and her pinky is snipped off. Uh-huh. Which the game kind of explains, kind of doesn't. That accounts for why she has the power to go through the universes that she does, uh-huh. is because her pinky was left in one universe, and the rest of her is in another universe. Oh, I didn't get that. So yeah, um, because Comstock had had done so much universe jumping, right? Um, yes. He had become, it explains in the game that he had become sterile. Um, and in order to continue his uh, bloodline and, and dictatorship on Columbia, he needed to have an heir that was his own blood. So he took it upon himself to contact the Lutesses, or Lu, was, it was Lutesses at that point, right? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. If it's Actually... Now that I think about it, when you look at the tear, when um, Comstock and the male Lutess is going through the tear, I'm pretty sure the female Lutess was on the other side, she, waving him through. She was on the other side. Okay, I we'll, think we'll explain the Lutesses in a second. But um, what, what? Yeah, what ends up happening is that, uh, like I said, Comstock needed a a child of his own blood. He couldn't get that because he was sterile from from so many so much uh, you know universe wor- hopping. Universe hopping. Um, so he went to the Lutesses to get uh, to go to different universes and find. Um, I don't even know how they ended up tracking down Booker, um, but they but they they went to universes where he had had a child. Um, obviously, the you know the child being Anna. Um, so so it was technically of Booker's blood, you know, even though Booker had at that point become Comstock, you know. So, in that Booker gets a lot of nosebleeds when he hops through universes and stuff, and, and that is sort of uh, demonstrating the effects that it can have on you. Right. Yeah. Like, some of the, some of the negative negative effects. One one of the things that Elizabeth says is um, that like a lot of times when you kill a bunch of people and then do a jump, that uh, the people in the new jump rem- remember. Is that because you came from the universe where you just they remembered being killed? Is that because you jumped from one universe into the uh, you know from the one they were killed into the one they weren't, and when you came around them, that's when they remembered being killed? Uh, I don't know. Will I don't be know. Be I don't know. I I know that another part of this story is that you make up, you fill in memories that weren't there originally. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that for for your brain to to comprehend everything, you kind of backfill memories, right? Yeah, that's a that's a natural reaction from from all the jumping. So yeah, basically uh, Elizabeth is Booker's daughter, or Com is Comstock's daughter, Booker's daughter from from a different universe. Correct. It, is, it was originally Anna, but once Comstock took her, became Elizabeth. Right. Yes. So that's that spoiler. Right, in a roundabout way, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it took a lot of it's. It's very, very hard to explain. Your your best bet is to go. You know, if you if you have beaten the game, your best bet is 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 to read a lot of read a lot about it because you know it's like Corey said, we don't have any of this written down. So, so yeah, there's there's that part. Um, thoughts on that? Mind blowing. Yeah, 
Corey. Heady stuff. Yeah, and, you know, as I said, I never never saw that coming. I kind of thought uh, the way the game was going, at least at the halfway point when we recorded our Bioshock Infinite episode, that uh, Booker and, and Elizabeth were going to fall in love or whatever. You know, that, that probably would have been the classic um, storyline. You know, they, they overthrew the government of of Columbia settled down the, the Vox from killing everybody and, and, moved uh, to Paris. and <laughs> yeah, moved to Paris and fall in love or whatever. Obviously uh, that didn't even come close to happening, uh, but you know, it's a, it's a Bioshock game. So they gotta, gotta throw, throw something at you. That's different. So, uh, well, let's, let's uh, explain the Lutesses a little bit. Um, the Lutesses are, are twins that you run across several times and they, they kind of help Booker, and Elizabeth along their way by uh, giving them hints on how to solve different things. And, um, you know, they always have interesting banter. You actually encounter them right at the beginning of the game, but don't really necessarily uh, realize that they're anybody special. I didn't. It took me a few tries to be like, oh, okay, I remember these two. Um, the, the way it happened for them is they are not technically twins. They are the same person. Um, but from different different universes, so I, I Who happened d- upon each other. Yeah, they they stumbled upon each other in their you know in their physics experiments. Um, somehow they they found each other, and that you know in one universe it was a male, and the other universe it was a female. So um, I that's what that was... they say. They are both twins and not right. Um, and they finish each other's sentences. So it, it's basically it's the same person, but one's a male, one's a female. Which is interesting. Um, well, they're that, physicists. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, Lutas is a physicist and um, does what Elizabeth does through tears in her mind. They do with machinery, right? And that's what helped Comstock get what he wanted. Now Comstock eventually betrays the Lutases because I think it's because they're the only ones that know the truth. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was on the voxophones kind of iron that 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 part out yeah and he didn't want um everybody to find out what he really did yeah they, he didn't want people to find out that elizabeth wasn't necessarily really his so he, he had them killed however through their experiments they were able to kind of survive uh as a threat in each and every universe Masters of the Universe of some sort. Yeah. He also, um, Comstock also ha- had his wife killed. Right. Um, and blamed it on a housemate at the time who was the, um, what, what the hell was her name? Daisy Fitzroy. Daisy Fitzroy, who who ended up uh, becoming the leader of the Vox because of, of what happened to her. She got blamed for the murder. Um, and then, you know, she she escaped and, and started the, the Vox. What was their... Vox something or other. Vox Populi. Yeah, Vox yeah. Populi. Because um, because the wife wasn't wasn't gonna accept what happened, or you know wasn't gonna accept that uh, that that's where the the child came from, and and wasn't gonna be silent about it either. So Comstock had her killed too, which is and, and uh, go ahead. because the Lutesses are the way that they are, they wanted to give Booker a chance at redemption yeah. because they were obviously there when he regretted his decision. And they also in some way want a little bit of revenge on Comstock for, for killing them. Right. So that's why they bring Booker to 
Columbia. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't pick up on it, the Lutesses are the ones rowing the boat in the beginning. Uh-huh. And really interesting. Um, I only I didn't pick up on this through my playthrough. I read it. But there's a moment in the game where they do they have you flip a coin. Yeah, it's that's yeah. right at the beginning. Early on in the game, they have you flip a coin. Right when you get into Columbia. Um, they have a chalkboard that has the tallies of how many were heads and how many were tails, and there was 122 heads in a row. Now, when you get rowed to the lighthouse in the beginning, the code or whatever for ringing the bell is 122, which kind of kind of hints that this is the Booker's 100, and, or I should, I should say the Lutessa's 122nd experiment with bringing Booker to Columbia to try and save Elizabeth and redeem himself and kill Comstock. They say when they're rowing, it, at, at the time, it just it seems just like a funny line, like they're just talking back and forth, but the female Lutess is giving the male Lutess a hard time about rowing, and she says something, why doesn't he row? And the male Lutess says, he doesn't row. And she's like, what do you mean he doesn't row? And he's like, he doesn't row, which means... The, the takeaway from that is sort of that they've in, been there in before one in all 122 experiments booker didn't row so right. he knew like it's impossible maybe not impossible but very unlikely that he's going to row right because he because ha- he never has before mm-hmm. right and there's a, there's a lot of uh a lot of symbolism throughout the game and a lot of hints at that kind of stuff that you wouldn't you you would not pick up on it um, on your first playthrough. No way. This game needs two playthroughs at least. I would. I would say. Yeah, one of those uh, hints where you go to buy a hot dog at a hot dog stand with Elizabeth, and one of the vendors goes, um, "Here's a hot dog for you and your daughter," which you wouldn't pick up on on your first playthrough, but on the second playthrough, oh yeah, you notice it. Yeah, I never, never. I remember that now, but yeah, I yeah. never would have thought about that. So, do you think that? Okay, so the Lutesses bring Booker into Columbia, and obviously he gets to different parts in the story and does different things every time he gets there because in one of the universes he's one of the leaders of the of the revolution, right? Because he he ends up dying in the revolution in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the one of the universes you jump into, he had he had already been killed, and people people were attacking him because they you know they didn't know if it was a trick or a ghost or or whatever. So. Um, yeah, he he gets to different different spots every time, I guess, in, in the experiment, which is, I think, pretty interesting, too. And uh, just getting really meta and heady, uh, uh, Adam Sussler touched on this in his video review, which is really good of, at not spoiling anything and still being a very good review that kind of touches on everything. Um, it's your... It's the type of thing that is is enhanced. It's a, it's a story and a piece of art, if you want to call it that, that is enhanced because it's a video game. And the way he explained it was that everybody is playing a version of Booker. And that's sort of a metaphor for the infinite universe theory in that, you know, each each and every person playing Booker is actually just playing another universe yeah, that Booker uh, is in. Right. Because every, everyone does some stuff slightly different, even if it's um, wander around a little bit more or fight battles differently. Absolutely. Right. And that's what, at the end, when Elizabeth is sort of walking him through all the lighthouses and you see all that, it's, if you think about it like that, it's, it's essentially like every video game has a lighthouse. And in every 
player is a separate lighthouse for that video game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And that's kind of why, like, even with Bioshock, you know, they end up in Rapture. It's the same type of thing. It's a different universe, uh, but gamers are playing it. And it's it sort of just makes video games exist all together in this kind of multiverse theory, mm-hmm. which is really cool to yeah, think about. Absolutely. That's really meta, though. It's very meta. <laughs> very meta, very heady. Uh, which is what I like about about this game because you know we talked about the game and Corey said without the story the game would be average or not likable. I, I, yeah, I said I said you know the combat and gameplay is is fine. It's not bad, but right. without it, I don't think this. I wouldn't like this game very much. I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's another Bioshock. Yeah, but it uh, becomes so much more with the story. Yeah, the story is fabulous. Uh, I still stand by my my theory that uh, it's it wouldn't be on the bro gamers uh, top choice for games. There's no multiplayer. That's part of it. They wouldn't get the story. That's for sure. <laughs> no, and you know, as, as story centric as I am, I still had to look up uh, various things about it. Like I got that that Elizabeth was was Booker's daughter. Mm-hmm. And that Comstock had had kind of abducted her from a different thing. I got all that stuff, but I was very confused on the role of the Lutesses mm-hmm. uh, in the in the whole thing. So I had to kind of look up some information about them. Um, I didn't get that they were this that they were the same person, but from different universes. I didn't either. Um, I, I had to look that part up. Uh, I feel yeah. like there was one other story thing that I had to look up. When uh, I beat it, Corey was watching me beat it, and after I finished, I had to ask him why I just saw. Yeah. When you asked me about the bro gamer thing, Dan, and yeah. if, if I thought they'd like it, it made me think of the movie Inception. Right. People love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It. I, I just feel like it is interesting enough to attract everyone. Yeah. That's that's kind of why I was being as optimistic as I was. Okay. But I didn't want to say that at the time because what you guys had experienced so far was nothing like inception. Right. Yeah, definitely not. No, not even close. I don't even, I think I had just gotten into like the first tear when, when we did the Bioshock infinite episode, I was literally like halfway through the game at that point. Not, not far at all. You were doing the Chen Li stuff. Yeah. So I, I wasn't into, into any of that. Um, so apparently it's a, just a few sides here, the Voxophone, where Fink mentions seeing man and machine combined together. Um, just going back to the Bioshock references. Yeah. The big daddies. Yeah. Um, Corey, you mentioned something that, that I'm still trying to figure out or responded to one of the things I said. At the beginning, we had talked about, or we talked about the beginning of the game and how I thought the horn at the beginning, when the, the clouds turn red when you're about to go into Columbia... Um, that it sounded like a reaper. <coughs> it sounded like a reaper horn. And you said that there there's probably more to that than you realize. What, what, oh, yeah. what exactly did you mean by that? I'm not sure what I meant about that. I remember thinking that at the time, but I'm not sure what I was getting at. Okay. Maybe just the whole idea that the, the lighthouses are separate video games. Um, or maybe speaking to the... I don't know. I honestly, I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. I was just curious. Um, pretty cool if there was a solid tie in Mass Effect somehow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it probably wouldn't be because only you know the Bioshock is is Take Two and sure. 
Um, Mass Effect is EA. Uh, anything else you want to add? Oh, do you yeah, want to talk about some of the we more? We about the scene after the credits. Oh, that's right. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Um, basically, after the credits roll, uh, there's a scene where uh, Booker is laying in his like I don't know couch or bed, and he hears the uh, baby cry, and he goes Anna and opens the door to walk towards the crib, and the screen blacks out. Right. So. Which- Raises kinda, the question, is yeah. she or isn't she in there? Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that, that I thought was interesting was that um, when uh, when when the Elizabeths dr- uh, drown Booker, like, right, is it right, bef- right after he gets baptized? He No, they kill him before the baptism. Right before the baptism. That that kills off any... Uh, any chance of there being another Comstock because right there in all the universes, he's, he's wiped out at that, right. at that very moment. Um, at that moment when Comstock could have been created. <clears throat> right. And, uh, what happens is all the Elizabeths and end, end up disappearing because, you know, there's no way Elizabeth could be a, a person, um, because none of the events with Comstock happen, you know, no creation of Columbia or whatnot, which is, it's sad. I thought, um, but at the same time, like Booker will, would never have given up his daughter, Anna, um, to, to pay off the debts because none of that stuff would ever have happened. So he wouldn't have had the opportunity to give up Anna. Um, so, you know, you could take some solace in the fact that, you know, his, his daughter probably, uh, you know, grew up with Booker as, as her father, you know? Yeah. So you're saying she is in the crib. What's that? You're saying she is in the crib in the after credit scene. Yeah, I. That's my take on it. I would say she would would be in the crib, because if they, you know, if they wiped out any of the chances of Comstock happening, then he's not gonna lose his daughter. At least not to, you know, a crazy other dimensional uh, religious leader. You know. The only thing I'd say to that is. Um... So all the Elizabeths fade away after they kill you except one, and you don't really know what happens because the screen fades to black. Oh, really? There's one left? Yeah. I thought they all faded. Uh, They started to fade on the piano note, and then the piano note played again, the screen blacked out, so you never saw. Oh, okay. Which a lot of people are now theorizing that that's because Elizabeth ceases to exist, and because she ceases to exist, that's the end of it. That's the fade to black. There's nothing. Okay. Her universe is over because she doesn't exist. Oh. And everything she's done. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just recently read that. I never thought of that until I read it, but... That's a little depressing, too. That is a little depressing, but at the same time, I mean, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to end Comstock at any cost. She asked him, she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And he says, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's that. Uh, and a lot of other people said, um, yes, she exists because there are because there's an infinite number of universes. There are universes where Booker never went to the baptism, therefore he never refused it, becoming the Booker that he is, and he never accepted it, becoming Comstock. So there was never he never had to make that choice. So that there are different Bookers, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I mean, you never know it. That's why, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's it's however you want to interpret it, whether she's in the crib or not. It's it it doesn't really matter, right? And that's what makes it the most fun. Yeah, 
I'll be interested because I'm sure like within the up and coming weeks and months and stuff, there'll be more and more theories and, and, uh, people, people deconstructing the ending and we'll, we'll get more, uh, more information. I'm sure. DLCs too. DLCs. They might fill in some, some blank spots. And there's probably tons of just in game stuff that isn't necessarily referenced. Right. Like, little things here placed here and there that are just like you'd never notice unless you were looking specifically for it right um that people will you know they'll happen upon and be like oh my god here's a symbol of something yeah so it'll be interesting to see uh how that stuff all pans out um in in the coming weeks and months and whatnot we'll probably end up having to have another one of these episodes like we did for mass effect you know we did the mass effect ending discussion and then we had the the what was it the um indoctrination theory episode uh we'll probably end up having another one you know in a, in a few months or whatever um go one ahead. other thing we didn't mention uh going back to the relationship between bioshock and bioshock infinite is that booker uh when they are in rapture uses the bathosphere which right. only I... oh, yeah. ryan in uh what's the other ryan jack in... jack yeah jack Jackson. Jack and Ryan are able to use because they shared DNA. Yeah, uh, correct. Which, which means Booker is either, you know, Ryan or or Jack of of some sort in or, some way, or a descendant. I'd read right. that they might be descendants, which yep. I thought was interesting too. So yeah, there is there is probably more tie into Bioshock, at least the first one, than than we realize. It just uh, just some more parallels for that. Fontaine would be Fitzroy. Lutas is Tenenbaum, yeah. Owen is Fink, and the little sisters are Elizabeth. Yeah. See, with that, though, I was researching a little bit, but there, with uh, Rapture, there was a time period uh, before Jack and, uh, what's his face, Ryan could use the Bath Spears, so people used to be able to use them all the time, so it all depends on the date that uh, they were technically in Rapture. Yeah. But it was just as it- destroyed. Well, I thought it wasn't as destroyed as it was in the first, like, two Bioshocks. I thought it was a little, like, neater. I don't think so. I'd have to go back and watch the scene. Yeah, I can't. I I don't recall either. There wasn't any people in it, I can tell you that. That's true. There weren't. So. I, I don't know. I just picture... I can, when I picture it, I just picture crumbling stone and broken signs and stuff. That's something we'll have to... I can look Keep right now if you want me to. If you want. Yeah, that is that's something I wanted to bring up too. Uh, there there and you know, I I read a few articles on on the ending and then in the comments, you know, a bunch of people offered their theories on the tie-ins to to BioShock. Uh some of them I thought were interesting and some of them were, you know, stupid, obviously. But uh inter- you know, interesting nonetheless. Um yeah. So that's that's BioShock Infinite's ending. Uh, it was. It, I don't think it's destroyed at all. No. Now, you, if you go look, like everything looks neat. Uh, well, there's a couple. There's like, yeah, there's some fire here. One thing I need to figure out on my own is the whole uh, altered memories thing. Yeah. That that still is a little bit over my head right now. Yeah. I'm not sure which memories are. Uh, fill-ins and which ones are real. That's a little bit confusing. One thing I'm I, I'm a little confused on is Slate. 
Um, oh, you know what? No, that makes sense because he he was talking about you know when when he was uh, talking. Gimli, <laughs> stop! Scare the crap out of me. Um, when he was talking about uh, because Comstock kind of portrayed himself as like the hero of um, what was what was that battle? Hey. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it. You, the, you said it earlier. Wounded knee. Wounded knee. Thank you. That I, was the other one. Well, no, that was Little Bighorn. Oh. And then that, they were both brought up, though. I'm pretty sure. And the Boxers' Rebellion too was was in there. Um, he kind of portrayed himself as the hero, and Slate, who was who knew Booker from from those battles, said, you know, he didn't remember Comstock, but obviously he wouldn't remember Comstock because Comstock at that point was Booker. He was saying, you know, people like Booker were the you know real heroes, I guess, quote unquote, um, from that. So, but the, but that makes sense because obviously you wouldn't know Comstock because Comstock didn't exist yet. That confused me at first, um, but I just I figured that out in my head just now. So, all right, anything else? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, anything else anyone wants to chime in about the Bioshock Infinite ending? Um, I'm sure there's a million things. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, we'll probably end up doing another one of these just to just to talk about. It. And if you want to talk with us about it obviously don't uh don't post anything on facebook or anything send us a, a private message or email if you want to want to talk about the ending a little bit i think the best way to talk about it is just by having by just asking questions yeah like having people try to figure it out and, and answer it um that's the best way to advance the discussion considering there's really a lot to keep track of yeah so yep uh as i said i will be playing through the game again and hopefully uh, hopefully in 1999 mode we'll see we'll see if that happens but I, I will do at least another playthrough i probably more um i enjoyed bioshock infinite probably more so than even the first bioshock uh which is saying a lot mm-hmm. yeah so in the same way so yeah what i'm on my guys choose? playthrough right now what well, did you guys choose the cage or the songbird for her brooch songbird, songbird. i chose the cage did you Oh, I had, a, I had no. I the only reason I thought that I'd pick the cage is because the bird seemed too obvious. Right. Yeah. Apparently, it didn't have any effect other than just her wearing it. No, uh, I don't. I'm not sure if her reaction is different at all, or if at any point when you go through the multiverse it switches. Somebody posed that question, but I kind of uh, am happy thinking about it because Kate, the cage actually represents. Um, what's what sets her free and saves her, as right. opposed to, you know, the the songbird, which is more of a symbol of her imprisonment, imprisonment. that more so than the cage, because cage, so cage, you know, cage when they when they figure out that cage is actually notes to play on the on the flute thing that they right. can control the songbird with, which is which what old Elizabeth. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Which is what old Elizabeth gives to booker to free the oh younger yeah elizabeth yeah because one of the one of the what happens that booker gets sent like really far into the future i know songbird takes uh elizabeth yeah and That's oh and you, you get flung into like a tower yep and you wake up and you go go to look for elizabeth and uh as you as you're looking for elizabeth it kind of there's like 
tears with flashbacks of of her being like tortured, tortured and yeah. and beaten and whatnot. And you're you know you're still trying to get to her. Well, you finally get to her, and she's you know really old. And you kind of look out uh, over um, New York City, New York City, and it's being bombed by by zeppelins. Um, that's you know her. her she would. What happened? She sort of she realizes what Comstock wanted her to she becomes yeah the heir and attacks yep yep Atta- attacks the sodom as they call it below um which is you know the the you know people on earth um, and she gives booker what she calls a, a way to save elizabeth and it's the slip of paper that has a picture of a cage on it right yep yeah because she doesn't she doesn't want to become what she has become and she says you know it wasn't the torture or anything like that 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 caused her to give up hope on booker coming to get her it was time because it had been what 60 years 70 years or whatever it was yeah um that she you know gave up because it took so long and see (laughs) and seeing that really motivated me to save elizabeth oh yeah same here oh yeah definitely you're like i am not gonna let that happen definitely um one of the things that this bioshock game 2 didn't really have that at least the first one had is is choices um like moral choices yep um which you know i usually enjoy the choices in the game but i i think that uh it was good to not have them in this game because i think the whole thing that they were one of the points they were trying to prove is that choice is you know a little bit of an illusion maybe did you get, did you get quiet did, <laughs> did you get that from the game because like you know the, the whole what was an illusion choice choices oh yeah i think uh i think that's all part of the story yeah part of the the the, the greater meaning yeah and the name Bioshock Infinite, you know, you don't really think it makes much sense, but it does because it's Bioshock Infinite, Infinite Universes, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I bet there's a lot more going on with Comstock's wife too than people have picked up on. Oh, I'm sure. I just, I just have a feeling that there's a whole other bit in there that people just haven't wrapped their heads around. I don't even know how many voxophones I got. Apparently, there's eighty in the game. Oh wow! I know I didn't get close to that many. I have forty. I should check. I don't know you how many. It, I have. You only got forty. Uh, this is on my second playthrough. I just got forty. I think I got thirty-seven actually, or thirty-six. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Because that also fills you in on a lot of the backstory and stuff, which I think I you know we talked about that a little bit during our Bioshock Infinite episode, but. It's nice not to have to read all that stuff. You can kind of listen to it while you're still playing the game. I think it's a great way of doing things, um, which they, they've done since the first Bioshock game. Right. So. I do kind of wish they kind of concluded the other side of the story, the story that they set up. Oh, yeah. You know, all the all that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, it was kind of abandoned. And that's what I meant when we were talking on the, the podcast, how it's starts off really interesting in one way and, and ends up being interesting in an entirely different way. Yeah. I, I wonder what the... Does anyone know what they're going to have planned for DLC, if they're going to tie up any of those uh, story ends or... They haven't announced anything yet, no. I'll tell you what, though. That multiverse theory kind of sets them up to make whatever kind of DLC they want. Yeah. It really does, yeah. Because, you know, I'm assuming that Columbia never exists if Comstock never exists, so... 
that's the that's the hope that's the dream yeah. but it doesn't necessarily have to take place after the events of the game right yeah it could be anywhere in there okay that's all yeah, I maybe they do like a alternate wounded knee or something like that oh yeah all right that's all I have to talk about anyone have anything else I don't believe that people think Wounded Knee is actually a reference to Skyrim. I didn't know that was even out there. Yeah, I didn't either. I, don't know, people, I think people are just joking when they do that. Because, you know, took an arrow to the knee. Or took an arrow in the knee. The Skyrim meme. Yeah. Was that in the game? Well, Wounded Knee. Oh. Apparently, everybody was criticizing people like on Reddit and stuff because they were saying... Oh, what a great Skyrim reference! But th- those people were probably joking. Yeah, because yeah, Wounded probably. Knee was actually I don't think anybody, a th- not you know people from the United States anyway. Right, Wounded Knee is an actual thing, you know. If you're from a different country, it's understandable. But... Right, 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 right. Okay. Anything else? Nah. All right. Well, that'll do it for our Bioshock Infinite uh, ending spoiler discussion episode. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.